Hi, Mountaineers. Welcome back to this week's episode of Read Talk. I'm your host, Whitney Godwin, and today we are joined by our Director of Careers and Opportunities, Mr. Eric Miner, to talk a little bit about what the broadcast industry looks like and what that career path looks like. Hi, Eric. Welcome back. Hey, Whitney. Hope you're doing well today. Doing good. Um, so today we're going to chat a little bit about the broadcast industry and what that looks like. I know you worked in broadcasting as a news anchor for a number of years. Can you talk a little bit about what that path looked like for you and if it's similar or different to what a broadcast path looks like today? Yeah, I, I think it, it, the answer is is uh, yes. I think there, there are still some similarities and no, there are some things that are different about the environment right now. Um, I think the biggest thing that has changed in terms of, of career mobility is that there's this kind of massive consolidation going on in television ownership, um, whereas now there are five companies that own the bulk of TV stations around the country. And one of the concerns always was, if you were looking to move from one market to another, um, would everything line up with the uh, end date of a contract? If most, most anchors and reporters are signing contracts. And so one of the upsides about working for a company that owns TV stations all over the place is that prior to the expiration of your contract, you could have a conversation with a station uh, within your group and potentially arrange an opportunity to move up that way. When I started, the stations that I worked for were both kind of mom and pop stations. And it wasn't until recently, well, more recently, that both of those stations belong to larger conglomerates. So moving up with it in the company just wasn't an option. That being said, I think there's no such thing as a, as a traditional path through broadcasting. My plan was to, to work my way up faster than I did and then found that I got a lot of good challenges from the promotions that I got within the small station where I worked. And so it's different for everybody. You know, charting your path is a good idea because it's good to have an aim and a direction. Um, but you also want to be really flexible and ready to take advantage of opportunities that maybe you didn't see coming. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's really great advice. And I think it's important to echo that, you know, not everyone does have the same path. Um, today, we have a College of Media grad with us to tell us more about her path. And um, much like you mentioned, she has worked her way up starting in smaller markets and now working as a reporter for KDKA in Pittsburgh. Um, Nicole Ford is a 2015 journalism grad, and we are really proud of her and excited to have her with us today. So um, hi, Nicole. Welcome to Read Talk. How are you doing? Hi, guys. I'm great. Thanks so much for letting yes, me join you Yes, thank you. Congratulations, too. I haven't gotten to talk to you since. Uh, since you started your new your new role at KDK, that's fantastic. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate it. It's different <laughs> being home. Yeah. So why don't you just start by telling us a little more about yourself and maybe how you decided you wanted to go into broadcasting to begin with? Or did you know that that was the path you were going to take? And what made you choose WVU? Did you think you would end up there? Well, so I'm originally from Pittsburgh. So growing up, um, my parents would laugh at me for saying this, but I was known as the girl who always asked questions. <laughs> I was always curious about what was going on, wanted to know more. So when it came time to that point in middle school, high school, that you think about, oh, gosh, what am I going to do next? I actually took a tour of a TV station here in Pittsburgh. And I'm sure Eric knows it when you go in a newsroom and just see the hustle and bustle of everything, especially a larger market, phones ringing at the assignment desk. I walked out and told my mom that this is what I want to do. I didn't know exactly if I wanted to be a producer, a reporter, that kind of thing. But I knew I wanted to be in journalism, just having the opportunity to tell people's stories. And I definitely didn't want a desk job. So when I was looking at colleges, I wanted that reputable journalism program, especially with people that had alumni that were in the business, because 
connections are so important in this business. The TV business is small. So I actually went to WVU for a visit and my mom will laugh at me for saying this, but one of my number one priorities aside from a reputable program was Grassy Knolls. I didn't want to go to a school in the city. So WVU had Grassy Knolls. And then when I went into the J school, just I talked to a couple of faculty members and it just felt so personal which I was shocked at first to feel because WVU is just such a big university. But the J school itself, they just, they knew who you were. They like sat there and wanted to know what your career path, what you wanted out of it. And I just knew that that was the place that would be the best for me to get that education to start off my career. And I never looked back. So when you when you wrapped up your time at WVU, you ended up starting... Um, at, a, at a smaller market in Greenville, North Carolina. What did you think about that transition from student and also, you know, being somebody that, that grew up in the city? Um, and did you ever see yourself starting, you know, was Greenville, North Carolina on the list of places where you were, you know, targeting to start your career? Well, graduating, I'm sure, you know, talking to so many seniors, it's looking for a job is just such an anxious yeah. process. And I, I didn't know where I wanted to start. I had this dream of being on a beach in Florida, which obviously that doesn't always work out with where you should start in TV. And I didn't even know that there was a Greenville, North Carolina, let alone a Greenville, South Carolina. And I've now lived and worked in both. <laughs> but yes, um, I actually took the job sight unseen. And I interviewed with a bunch of different stations. I, I went and looked at stations. And I'm still shocked five years later to say I took a job sight unseen, but I did. And I honestly, it was one of the best experiences of my life. I know starting out in market 99 isn't the biggest goal for people, but I truly met some of my best friends there. And I had the opportunity to do and cover some of the most amazing stories and I don't think that you get that in all markets. And because I was on the same playing field of everyone, starting out in Greenville, we were all kind of fresh college graduates. You get seniority pretty fast, so you get to cover those big stories. So I was in the Capitol for the 2016 elections, covering the presidential election and the governor's race, which was one of the most historic races for North Carolina. And I stood on the beach and as Hurricane Matthew came through, uh, I, I was standing on the beach during the eye. Just crazy things like that that I got to cover that I don't think that I would have had those opportunities had I started anywhere else. And don't get me wrong, it's not easy moving nine hours away from home. I didn't know a single soul when I went there. So there's obviously some challenges to it, but it really allowed me to make mistakes that then in turn made me a better journalist and get me to where I am today. Yeah, I, I, I love that you talked about that part of it, that that kind of socialization part. And, and, and part of my experience in working in TV, and I was fortunate enough to start in a market that was close to the place I grew up, but I knew none of the people that I was there working with. And that, that level of camaraderie is very hard to to explain. I suppose probably for most students, the closest thing you'd experience is prior to that would be in WVU News where everybody is working with the same equipment and the same deadlines and the same expectations. Um, but there's something really cool about those relationships that you forge in a small newsroom where everybody is just trying to get it done. 
Um, and, and I just, I think that can't be, I can't hit that hard enough. It's, it's like, you know, I think it's, if you're, if you're considering going to grad school, there are great reasons to go to grad school and to get additional research, but working in a small market for a year or two right out of school, um, is also just an incredible educational, uh, experience, I think. Absolutely. And I feel like in a smaller market, you're on that same playing field with people. Cause I know my second market, there were people that had been in the business for 20 years and. I wasn't necessarily at the same stage in a my life or b my career as them. Whereas my first market, I felt like I could always turn to someone that was next to me and they would have like the same experience as me and could truly relate, which helped us both yeah. grow in the end. Yeah, that's that's an awesome uh, an awesome way of looking at it. Okay, so let's talk about Pittsburgh. Um, one of the most exciting media markets in the country, one that I've always, you know, I was able to even living in rural West Virginia, you could catch all three stations, uh, on, on cable out of Pittsburgh. Um, that's a, that's a rocking market. That's a, that's a, a bit different than, than being on the beach. Um, so I want to talk about that, but was Pittsburgh always kind of your goal? Was that always your, your target market? Um, when you were kind of sketching out your career plans as a, as a young person? So honestly it wasn't, which is crazy, crazy to say, I feel like everyone dreams of working in their home market. But as I've worked my way up, my career goals have kind of changed. And I think it relates back to how you were talking earlier about there's so many different companies. And I've worked for a number of different companies. And I've seen things that work and don't work that I started to put my values in the experience that I would get at a station, and less about the place that it really was. So as I was on this third job search and looking, I did want to get semi closer to family because I had spent the last five years nearly nine hours away. So that started to become more of a priority for me was to get back closer to family. But then I wanted a station that truly put value into what they were doing. And you don't get that at every station across the country. And I had a couple other offers elsewhere and it just nothing felt right. And I was like, well, maybe, maybe this is what I'm supposed to do is come home. And the last six months at KDK have been truly great. I have learned so many different things. It is definitely a different pace than any other newsroom that I've worked in. So I faced some challenges that I didn't have before, but I think that's also just making me a better journalist going forward. And that I'm tackling different types of stories that I didn't do in my previous two markets, which I've enjoyed doing that and learning and continuing to get better, essentially. How was your how was your experience moving from, you know, that small market newsroom to suddenly being, um, you know, that working at that fast pace in a big metro? Well, I feel like my transition was definitely a little unique because my last two jobs, I was a bureau reporter. So this was actually my first time working in a newsroom. So for me, that was a huge transition of constantly being around people because in a bureau, it was normally just me and my photographer. So going around and actually being able to like walk up to someone <laughs> and ask them something in person was a huge thing for me. Um, but I feel like what I learned in those bureaus really helped me make this transition a lot easier because I had cultivated different sources, knew where to look for story ideas. I think it made the transition here a little bit easier because I was I knew what I needed to get done in order to be successful here. So the best description of a bureau is an island. It is kind of the satellite office to the main station. So my first market, I was in a bureau 
it wasn't necessarily alone though. There was two reporters there, a photographer and a couple salespeople. So it really was like a mini station. And essentially you're responsible for just a certain geographical location. Typically you see them in the larger areas that have more counties to cover. And I was out there. I only went to the station maybe a couple of times a year. Occasionally my managers would come up to visit and whatnot, but you were, you were responsible for a lot. And I will say starting out in your first market, it's a lot of pressure because it's, oh man, I'm, I'm starting. I don't really know what I'm doing, but I think that that opportunity allowed me to really make sure I swam in the sink or swim mentality and helped me cultivate those relationships with people in the community that I don't necessarily think that you get in a newsroom because I didn't have anyone else to compete with at my station. I was able to kind of talk to people like they were my friends and in turn gain their trust for better stories. It's definitely a very unique opportunity and one I wouldn't count out. Same, the managers also rely on you, which makes you, I don't want to say feel the pressure, but it makes you want to succeed more because when you get that exclusive story over the other two stations that are there, it's like, look, I did that. And it's something that you can feel proud of at the end of the day. So Nicole, um, like so many WVU students before you, you took WVU news um, while you were here with us. And so what would you say was maybe the biggest lesson you learned in WVU news or what did you take from that class that has really helped you in your career? Um, whether that's a quality or a characteristic or a skill. Absolutely. I mean, anyone that goes to WVU knows WVU News and Professor Dahlia. Um, I would say that truly what you do in that class is what being in a newsroom is like every day, except obviously on a escalated process, Mm -hmm. because what you do in a week is what you're doing in a day. Mm -hmm. But I think the opportunity of having to pitch stories, go out, do that story, have to go back, make edits to make it better. I don't know what I would have done going into my first job. Had I not already had that experience doing that, I probably would have been like, well, what am I I supposed to do here? I have to do all of this in a day. I truly think that everything we learned in that class helped you understand what you need to do going forward. Mm -hmm. And it may seem like a small thing, but I think the most important takeaway from that class, aside from I think we all knew when you start out, you're going to MMJ, you need to know how to use the camera, you need to know how to edit, you're going to need to do stand-ups. But I think the small thing that a lot of us don't think about in that class is the beat reports that we had to do. Mm-hmm. And I, I will say that those beat reports truly helped me in the first six months of my first market understand what I needed to be pitching to my bosses in the morning meeting as stories because I remember it was she wanted different bullet points of this why it matters and I think having to do those every week really helped me understand what I needed to bring to the table to be successful in my first market. We talked a little bit about what you got out of the classroom experience but I know you did some internships um, and some stuff out of class too while you were um, while you were an undergraduate student. Um, Talk about where you did your internships and how did they contribute to your overall Um, you know, your success as a, as a, as a growing journalist. I interned, I think my sophomore year at Wish 99.7 here in Pittsburgh, a radio station. 
And I did the early morning shift and I would go in early. I'd help them put the little news pieces together. And then I'd actually get to see how they put their morning show on. I was never really interested in radio, but I truly think that that internship gave me a grasp of how everyone's sort of doing the same thing, just in a different medium. And I really made a lot of great connections there too on people that helped me train my voice because that was something that you're not really thinking about but in radio when you can't see people's faces I worked with one of the hosts and every morning he'd help me do the news brief over and over and how to convey emotion through your voice which I think helped me on my next stage when I interned at WPXI here in Pittsburgh I think it was the following spring and it was actually while I was taking classes I would go to class at WVU Monday through Thursday, and I would drive home and intern Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And I think that was a unique experience being a weekend intern, because typically the reporters that are on the weekends are maybe the younger people in the market and are closer to your age or have been in those smaller markets, haven't been in the Pittsburgh market for 20 years. So when I got to work with them on the weekends, it truly gave me an inside look to their experience of their career coming up. And the photographers were so willing to help me in putting stuff together. So it was just a different, unique experience. And then on Fridays, I got to help out with the assignment desk, which again, in turn, I would say helps you with those coming up with pitches and knowing that you need to bring things to the table in your first job. Um, And then I will say another thing that I don't know gets a lot of highlight at WVU, but was actually your mentorship, Eric, that you put together. I was part of it the very first year you had it. You matched Hmm. me with Jackie Kane, who was at the time an anchor here in Pittsburgh. And I still talk to her today. (laughs) She has been with me through my entire career process, giving me feedback, cheering me along throughout the entire process. And I think that's something valuable that you get from WVU is just those connections and networks that I truly think have helped me succeed. Jackie, also a a proud uh, WVU alum and and another uh, co-anchor that I worked with briefly in Ohio. Um, Yeah, it's the, the mentorship part of it, whether it's through our structured program or through finding somebody in the industry um, maybe through an internship that that's really going to invest in you. Um, I, I can't, I cannot put a value on that. It's, it's, it is absolutely essential to almost have a sponsor um, like that. Somebody that's going to give you advice. That's going to help open doors for you and to help you, you know, figure out how it's all, how it all works. You know, mentorship is important in that too, especially when we're talking about students who are getting ready to graduate um, with advice like that. And I think, you know, people like Nicole and this podcast are so helpful because I think it can really help students see things from a different perspective or understand the industry from a different perspective. And I think we see a lot of students struggle with this. And Eric, you can correct me if I'm wrong here, but um, to come to terms with the fact that they might not start in the market that they ultimately want to end up in. Nicole, do you have any advice for those students who are really focused on um, maybe just going right to the big market or who maybe don't want to start in a local market? What would you say to them? Well, I would say if you're meant to be in that market, it will happen. Just maybe not in the timeline that you're foreseeing it happen. I have seen a lot of people start in small markets and be honestly really successful. And I've had friends that have started in some bigger markets 
and they struggled and they've actually gone backwards in turn to go forward. And I think the value that you can get in a smaller market is just something that you'll never be able to get walking into that big market. Because like I said earlier, you're on the same playing field as people. The opportunities you're going to get are incredible in a small market. The learning experience, incredible. And news directors at that level have seen hundreds of people just like you come through their station. And a lot of them have helped guide them, teach them to be a better reporter. And I think that when you get to that bigger market, those news directors expect that you already have that experience under your belt and you're ready to go. I think that that's the difference between a small and a large market is you have the opportunity to grow and mature. And I think that's kind of what you need starting out in this business is to have the opportunity to learn and fail in order mm-hmm. to be better. And like I said, if if you're meant to be in that market, I truly do believe that it'll happen. It just has to happen on the time that it's meant to happen for your career path. What's your top piece of advice for somebody in the class of 2020 or uh, down the road in the future if somebody's listening to this in 2024? What's your advice to to graduating seniors? Well, I will say that no job search is easy. And that's something I feel like you really have to know going into it. I've had three of them at this point, and I think they actually got harder as I went on in my career. But I think that you need to realize when you're applying for a job, there's probably at least a hundred other people applying for that same job. So you really want to think about how you can stand out. And I think a lot of people, when they apply, they apply online through the company website and they're like, okay, I applied. But I think what you need to do is stand out. And every job that I have gotten has been through email actually, or calling the station. I think that if you put in the extra work to find a news director's email, to send them a personal note of, hey, this is why I think I'd be a good fit for your team, or even find a phone number and leave them a voicemail at the station. I think that sometimes that really helps you stand out in the process because when they open that online company website and see hundreds of the same resumes of graduating seniors, you want to be the person that stands out and is at the front of that line, whether it's for your first job, your second job, or your third job. And I think you also need to know that you're not going to get every job. They're not all going to call you. And that's okay. I've had so many news directors. I've had one phone call and then I've never heard from them again. And I think that's something through my entire career. I've just had to accept that it just happens like that. Sometimes, sometimes things just aren't meant to be, but the opportunity that does come up, maybe that is the place that you're supposed to be. And that's your next step. And like I said, sometimes you just have to jump into it. I never thought I would live in both Greenville's, but here I am. And it was great experience. Yeah. Nicole, thank you so much for joining us today and for your advice. I think there were some great nuggets in there for our students and for even future media professionals. Uh, We really appreciate you taking time to speak with us because we know that you're busy. (laughs) I'm so happy for you, Nicole. You just just absolutely have, have earned this success and you're doing such great work and we're all just so proud. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate that. And honestly, if anyone is listening and wants to talk further, I am very easily reachable on social media and I'm happy to give back to 
anyone that's at WVU or is graduating or has graduated if they want to talk more. That's awesome. Thank you so much for offering that. And students, remember that you can also schedule an appointment with Eric Miner by reaching out to him. Um, it's eric.miner at mail.wvu.edu, or you can schedule an appointment by phone, 304-293-6117. That's all for today's episode of Read Talk. Stay tuned for next time.